All right, what's up, family? It's your boy John Bacon from the Bacon Bits Podcast. Thank you so much for your support, likes, and ratings. Please don't just listen, but rate me, follow me, and subscribe. This is an amazing way to offer free support. My beautiful queen and I have some books that we have written for your growth. So the first book we have is a workbook, actually. It's called Healthy Relationships, and this is a workbook through the lens of faith. Because what makes a relationship healthy or unhealthy? So this workbook is designed, it's a 12-week, it's a biblically grounded course, and every week has a, a few different principles. So if some of our principles, some of our topics that we're covering are respect, uh, cultivating security. And this is not just between a husband and wife. This is between parents, between siblings, between friends, between your bosses, employers. So it's really important and everyone deserves a healthy relationship. And also we have The Balanced Life by John Bacon. It covers how to be prosperous in your finances, relationships, your health, your mind, and your spirit. And we also have The Unraveling, a creative healing journal, pinings, poems, prayers, and ponderings of my precarious life. Um, I've had a testimony of, uh, I've had two brain tumors and two brain surgeries, and I'm super grateful, but I'm still grieving the process of healing. And this is part of the process. In this book, you have devotionals, you have prayers, and you have some ponderings. And in between these pages, you, there's a space for you to also be prompted to paint and to create uh, your own. Or maybe you want to write something in these books. This is part of your creative healing journal that we get to walk through together. And you guys can just head over to Kingdom Servants First. Kingdom Servants, the number one, st.com. And you can purchase all three of these books Thank you for your support, your love, and your contributions. God bless. Because I think about this, like I can love you like no man has loved you before. And I can give you everything I can possibly give you. But is there uh, necessarily a commitment for you to actually love me back? family to the bacon bits podcast where we desire for you to take the bits of information and immediately apply them to your life for success the ground rules for our podcast is that it will always be encouraging uplifting and informative the areas of life that we will be talking about on the bacon bits podcast is dealing with having a balanced life i need to hear you say it every podcast save valuable information applied equals success we don't want to just know a whole lot of information we always want to take the information that we use and apply it because getting past the battle of the head and the heart and, and bringing those two things into collaboration along with our mouths is what makes us successful so what we're going to be talking about today is going all in commitments and relationships and once again, we are here with the wonderful, dynamic, beautiful, intelligent, awesome woman of God that she is, Diana Acosta Bacon. Hey, babe, what's How happening? <laughs> Great, honey. How are you, sugar? I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for asking. Good, good, good. Excited to be back. Yes. So I was talking about commitment. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a wonderful subject because anytime you're in a relationship, and we always talk about any kind of relationship, whether it's husband, wife, 
uh, parents with their kids, coaches with their players. We're talking about employees, employers, any kind of relationship that you want to go into. It has to be you're going all in for that relationship to have the most productive uh, scenario happen in that relationship. So what I would like to ask my beautiful queen is, have you had some healthy relationships where you've seen the commitment in the relationship, honey? I. Uh- yeah, and I think that's what makes for a healthy relationship because we can all agree we've been in some relationships that weren't so healthy, that weren't so nourishing, that weren't so even kind and basically not even good, and we wonder why we stay in them. Um, again, just to recap, we are coming from the Healthy Relationships Workbook. So we're in week five now, and this is commitment. And, you know, I think it's really important that we clearly define our expectations and ask what is expected of us. Mm-hmm. I remember before we got married, we had this really cool workbook that we worked through. It was called Before Before We Say I Do. Mm-hmm. And one of the, the, the lessons or questions in the workbook, I, I will always remember, and I think it's a great, a great question for any relationship, mm-hmm. not just husband and wife, but it said, uh, so you and I were across the room from each other, across the table, whatever. And the question was, define wife mm-hmm. and husband. Not what do you expect the role to be and what you expect to be as a wife and yeah. what you expect your husband to fulfill for you as a husband. And our definitions, then we got to switch. Okay, we answered it and then we switched papers. So I got to see your answer and, I got, and you got to see my answer. And they weren't necessarily exactly the same. Right, right, and no doubt. we have to clearly define what we expect in this relationship and also we need to understand what's expected of us in the relationship and that was a great eye-opener for us to understand what we're walking in and maybe I because I'm so traditional I'm first generation in this country I was raised very traditional values uh, almost like raised to be a wife to be a mother and because of that what I thought was expected of me wasn't necessarily what you born in America mm-hmm. maybe thought was expected a wife to to be yeah so it looked different so that was an eye opener so it on, not only um, let me maybe not step back but maybe reevaluate how I was going to walk into this relationship and not feeling overwhelmed at the possibility of having to maintain everything in my own mind whether it was real or, or or not it was still in my mind it was my responsibility to clean to cook to take care of children like this traditional role that somehow people fall into and that's not always true so we have to clearly define our expectations just like if I were to go into a job there's a job description that tells me what's expected of me and then I at that point will say um, this is what I expect in return I expect Mm -hmm. to have uh, insurance I expect to be able to have some level of safety at this at this position. I expect a level of respect at this position. Uh, this is the hours that you can expect from me. Now I know what I'm, you're expected of me. This is what I expect from you, a paycheck. You know, we have clear expectations, but we have to define those and make them very clear. And oftentimes we fail to do that in relationships. We just get into it and just kind of go through flows without clearly defining that. And that's super important. Mm -hmm. Because I think uh, a lot of times now, uh, I think we're over committing to a lot of things in our lives. I think what we should do is really count the costs when we are getting committed into a relationship of how much you can give to the relationship, what it's going to cost you, 
what are you willing to, uh, you know, somewhat pay? It's not so much a financial pay, but you're paying with your time, you're paying with your talent, uh, you're paying with your abilities, you're paying with energy, you know. So you have to ask yourself the question, you know, how committed am I to this relationship or this uh, uh, agreement that we're going into? Because the, uh, I don't think we take commitment as serious as we used to. And I don't think we put boundaries on those commitments like like we need to. Well, I think a lot of us, I know we're in the generation maybe still that like to handshake. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. my word is my bond and you can depend that I will be where I said I will be. Yeah. But there's also some benefit to contracts. Mm -hmm, you can't mm -hmm. just go in there and shake a hand of a car dealership yeah. guy and say, hey, I promise I'll pay you. I'll pay you when I can, how I can, right. when I can, how, you know, wherever it comes from. No, they want a contract, they, whether it be with a bank or someone. You have a loan, you have a contract, you have stipulations, you have, you have expectations. Yeah. Um, and you have to fulfill those. Refusal or lack of fulfilling those uh, requirements will mean that you lose what it is that you came to get so there's something that we have to communicate with expectations so yeah and does it does it, ideally we don't have to have a contract with the relationship but with our children we clearly expect them when you're in school we expect you to pay attention we want you to get good grades right, we want right. you to be successful uh when we have a relationship we, we want to be able to communicate what you expect of me as a wife and what i expect as a husband and what this uh interaction looks like with friendships um you can expect them to be there. I got your back, sis. Like, mm -hmm. I, I, I'm there for you. And with our friends, we, that's important. With our siblings, with our friends, with our jobs, with even with our, like, landladies, landlords. Like, it doesn't matter. Every relationship yeah. requires a level of commitment. Yes, a level, and that needs to be clearly defined. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So whether it's with respect or uh, in this relationship, there will be some forgiveness on both parties. Uh, acceptance. Uh, of each other, not acceptance of maybe of everything. Uh, obviously, there's no uh, many me's floating around in the world. So I'm, I'm grateful that, guess what, you have your opinion, I have my opinion, and we ought to be acceptant of that in the commitment because it's not always we're going to agree on every single thing. Uh, putting up boundaries in the commitment because uh, in order for this commitment to be uh, all that it needs to be, there should be a win-win on both parties. So, but if we don't set any boundaries up front, uh, I've heard this in the relationship uh, that it really, really blew my mind of a person that went into a relationship that didn't have no boundaries. But then when they started uh, loving themselves, understanding themselves, they wanted to put some boundaries in the relationship because that was going to make that person a better uh, individual. But the other person was like, oh, it's too late. No boundaries now. You know, and I thought that was like super selfish. But that's also, you know, they went into it. Uh, with the relationship thinking you know he had no boundaries she had all the boundaries of what she wanted and then by the time he had actually come to the conclusion that he needed to have some boundaries for himself to be the best that he can possibly be they didn't want to give in to that so I thought that was uh, deep for that to happen I mean it's got to be a quality hopefully we in the commitment we're both building each other up and, and helping each other be the best that we can be and every time we go into a, a a relationship it ought to be a win-win for everybody but we have to understand you know if if you don't have a commitment up front uh by someone you know they might just put in whatever they feel like they can put into it instead of you know you having some boundaries on thinking uh it's got to be a 50 50 or it should be 100 100 in a relationship of people giving their best 
yeah, we like to think everybody is doing their best. Are they? Are they really? Uh, like we say that we want to think that way, but you are right. We need to clearly define our expectations out of this relationship. Yeah. Just like it, I mean, clearly you don't want to start dating and be like, okay, so what are the expectations? It's kind of an odd conversation <laughs> right. at a dating. We're having dinner and be like, okay, so what can I expect from you? Like, what time do you work and how much money do you make right. and work? How do you live? But these are questions actually people ask. Mm-hmm. You can see in even in dating situations, even friendships. Yeah. So what do you do? What do you like to do? What are your hobbies? Mm-hmm. People who are artists tend to flock together. People tend, they tend to kind of be in yeah. the same area. People who are nature lovers, they tend to, you tend to meet them where? Out in nature. Mm-hmm. We love camping. How, how do we meet meet some other camp because we're out camping so you already kind of have um, things that you have in common Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. if you start a relationship as far as that's concerned you start to get to know the person and you know if you meet up and they bail on you or they don't show up then yeah so clearly we start to um, stretch those and learning learning each other's um, boundaries and expectations as we continue that relationship absolutely and sometimes we fail those because Maybe we have failed to see healthy relationships modeled before us. Maybe we've never had a great boss who respected us and respected our opinion and our job and our time. Therefore, we don't respect our job mm-hmm. and we treat yeah. it any kind of way. Yeah. Um, that's a that's a huge uh, negative on the part of the person who's never seen a healthy relationship in an employee, an yeah. employer situation. Maybe they've never had a healthy relationship with... with um, some of their dating and they've only seen toxic relationships therefore Mm -hmm. they respond or react in certain ways because they haven't done their work because they failed to remember who they are and um then they wonder what happened you know they wonder what happened and then they expect things and people want you to be a mind reader like they expect you to read their mind they that one of the lines that i'll never forget oh my gosh it's one of my favorite lines is from um it wasn't, uh, oh, waiting to exhale. Mm-hmm. It was waiting to exhale. I'll never forget. And it was um, a line when I think the woman, I forgot their other names, but I think it was Angela Bassett, and she was in the kitchen or something, and she said, and it was right, right when they were getting, uh, when he left, and any, anyway, the line she said was, I thought that if I gave him everything he needed, he would give me what I needed. And that's just so deep. And I think that's how a lot of relationships just evolve. Yeah. I'm just going to give them everything they that I think they need, assuming mm-hmm. and hoping and desiring and secretly praying that they figure it out and give me everything I need. Yeah. Well, did we ever clearly clarify and define what we even expect from one another? Ooh, and yeah. then ask what I would, what I need. Mm-hmm. Do we know each other's love language? Do we, do we know each other in that sense? And I think that's a big, that's a, that's a big one. Mm-hmm. I think, because uh, going back to that employee employer, I think about one of the, <laughs> the famous lines that's uh, in the business world is, I'm going to do enough just to get paid and, and you're going to do it. Uh, I'm going to do enough just to, uh, to get paid and then you, they're going to do enough just to, uh, uh, keep this job so you'd be like this is crazy how this whole commitment thing is but i think a lot of times we have commitments and don't even realize like a commitment to be somewhere at a certain time you know i think we forget about that being on time being committed to that 
and then giving your all when you're uh, in in that situation, that meeting, that business meeting, that football game, that play, whatever it may be, to be fully committed to it, regardless of what the results might be. Because I think about this, like I can love you like no man has loved you before, and I can give you everything I can possibly give you. But is there a, uh, necessarily a commitment for you to actually love me back? No. Yeah, and I think that's where a lot of people uh, get caught up. Of, is when you go into it, you know, are you making a commitment to yourself to be the best person that you can be in the situation that you, you're going into? But it, in order for that to happen, a lot of times there has to be some boundaries. You know, you have to set boundaries in the commitment to make sure I'm, I'm meeting those standards of what the uh, relationship is all about. Absolutely. So what do you think, honey, are some uh, great boundaries when it comes to commitment? Well, I don't know about boundaries with commitment. I think we have to honor and know our own boundaries first and foremost. Um, And secondly, we have to honor and know each other's boundaries. Because if, first of all, I can't know, if I don't know and honor my own boundaries, how can I clearly define those for you? Mm Mm-hmm. Just like before, if I, for instance, if I'm going to uh, have a job, but I've already committed to having, picking, picking up my children at a certain time, let's mm-hmm. say my kids got to work at, at school at three, let's just say that. Um, and I work till two and the boss says, I need you to stay till four. And I say, no, I cannot, but let me explain. I'm not going to say, no, I'm not doing that. I'm going mm-hmm. to simply say, I have to, I have a commitment to, to pick up my children. So if I have to leave at two so mm-hmm. I can do the traffic without feeling rushed and I can get there and be my best to show up for my kid. I've made this commitment. So that's some, that's a, that's one example, but I first have to know my own boundaries yeah. and my limitations. And sometimes our boundaries are our limitations. Physically, we might have limitations as how far I can go, how much I'm able to, to do. Mm-hmm. Just like when you have a medical procedure, Doctors, sometimes we have uh, medical notes. You can't pick up over 20 pounds. Some people dishonor that all day long and they mm-hmm. end up paying a hard price for that. Right. And some people honor that and maybe they go to work where they're not honoring that. We have to be very clear and be able to uh, communicate that. That's part of our commitment. I have to. I can't expect you to be committed to this relationship being healthy in, in every possible way if I am not willing to communicate mm-hmm. what where I am and what I expect from you and what I need from you as well. Then I can't blame you when you fail to give me what I am assuming and hoping you figure out on your own. That's ridiculous. But a lot of relationships just evolve that way. And then we get angry with one another because they should have known better. Well, I I should have nothing. We shoot each other all day long. But the reality is we have to clearly define to one another. And until we know ourselves really well, how can we possibly do that all the way back to... Who am I? Who am I yeah. as an individual? Not just as a mother, as a daughter, as a sister, as a, as a wife. Not only those things, but who am I? Who am I? Who, am I? who is Diana at the core of a person? What are my values? Where's my level? Where's my morality? Where's my integrity? And what do I want to represent? And how do I want to represent myself? Until I know myself, until I know my own boundaries, until yeah. I know my own yeah, limitations, how can I possibly expect you to know what I need. If yeah. I can't even clearly explain and express that to mm-hmm. you, that's so important. So you're talking about boundaries. 
gotta, it goes all the way back to do you even know your own? Because I can't mm-hmm. expect you to know mine if I can't even articulate to you what they are right. so you can honor those things. Right. Yeah, I think about a big one is cultivating uh, a commitment to yourself, you know, being impeccable with your word. And it always goes back to I want you to be impeccable with your word to yourself because it's hard to be uh, impeccable with your word to somebody else if you're not impeccable to your word to yourself. You know, if I said I was going to save, you know, a certain amount of money, you know, am I doing that every check? Am I uh, intentionally spending quality time with my loved ones? And will I keep my word to that Uh, at my job? They know beyond a shadow of a doubt I made it crystal clear. When I first started working at the job that I'm at now, I will do 40 hours a week. And if I feel like doing some overtime, I will do some. But the odds of me working overtime are slim to none because my commitment to my queen, my commitment to myself, uh, to me, is more important than job. I'm a firm believer in this. If people truly understood how valuable they were uh, as an employee, they would uh, seek to go to the best possible options of where they can work so they can be treated the way they deserve to be treated. Because I've been at places that, man, if you give them a a toenail, man, they will run with it. They'll try to have you working overtime seven days a week if they could, uh, 24 hours a day if possible, you know, because they they just want to have a body up in there to fulfill a, a spot instead of looking out of the overall care of the people that's working for them because my greatest bosses that I've ever had, that, that was, uh, something we, uh, set up front and I'm still indebted to each day to a guy named Soma and another, uh, gentleman named, uh, John, John Johnson. I thought they were the most phenomenal bosses I've ever worked for. And the beauty of working for them was it was a total commitment on both persons parts to be the absolute best that they can be at their job. And I am for, forever grateful for their example of what it is to be a great boss by being committed just as much as I was committed to trying to be the best that I could be at that job. Yeah. And most jobs, like you were mentioning before, honestly, most jobs, most people go through and they dance this little, like it's like a tight wire, right? I'm going to do as much as I can to not get fired. Yeah. (laughs) Just enough to do my job, but not enough to get fired. So Mm -hmm. they just dance this little tight rope and It doesn't have to be like that because that's a balancing act and it's stressful to stay on that tightrope without falling over one end. So it's great to have good bosses. Yeah. And you mentioned being impeccable with your word and that's Don Miguel Ruiz. As yeah. soon as you said that, it made me think of the four agreements and I highly, this one of the best books I've ever read. Yeah. It's the four agreements with Don Miguel Ruiz. And the number one uh, is to be impeccable with your word. And the number two is don't take anything personally. This is my motto love takes no offense in corinthians says love takes no offense i choose not to be offended even if people are offensive even if they're cruel even if they're intentional about being rude i don't like the way i feel when i'm offended therefore i choose to not take offense so number one be impeccable with your word number two don't take anything personally number three don't make assumptions, just like we're talking about. You can't assume you know what I need if I am not even able to clarify and articulate that for myself. And number three is always do your best. Truly that simple. Just do your best. And that book is Don Miguel Ruiz. Highly recommend it. And number five, uh, they have a, he has a second book he wrote. Uh, it's called The Fifth Agreement. And it was a num- number the fifth. And it's just be here now. Just be, be where your feet are, people. Be where your feet yeah. are. Like literally be in it. Feel all of it. Experience all of it. Don't be disconnected. Don't try multitask. Just be where you are. 
be here now. So absolutely amazing book. I can't recommend it enough. Yeah. And I think that's why uh, that part of being in the moment as part of being committed to that moment of where you're at, not to be overcommitted to think like, you know, I have a meeting after this is over an hour and a half and I got to be there. Uh, am I giving myself ample time to fulfill all of my commitments? That's the one thing that we have to truly be uh, watchful for because we can truly be overcommitted and we are really bad at that in this day and time. The beauty of getting older and uh, enjoying life for where it's at right now is to slow down and to be committed to that moment of where you're at. Not just uh, just being there, you know, physically, but you're not mentally or your heart is not there. It's not a good thing when you're not totally committed to that very uh, thing that you have committed to. So one of the things I want to think about is how to cultivate our commitments. That's a very interesting point. Okay, so one thing I have done for myself is I'm uh, I'm sure I've said it before and my husband and anyone who knows me knows boy I hate being in boxes I hate I I understand the need for structure but I don't like to be in a box I don't like to have uh, expectations of you can only go this far I can only go this high you can only go this you can only go this deep I want to just break out of boxes just because it's in my nature Um, so one of the commitments I've made to myself is to do something creative every day so I'm the only one that that really has to maintain that commitment to myself to stay creative and for because it really allows me uh, self-expression of whatever emotionally or mentally or physically I might, I might be dealing with that day, uh, whether I'm having a good day or bad day, I am intentional about doing one creative thing a day. Maybe that is doing um, painting. Painting is one of my big things. I love to paint. So one way I can um, cultivate that is I've realized that I was being cheapskate and I was buying the cheapest paint possible. And I, acrylic paint is already cheap. It's like 50 cents or a dollar per bottle, right? And like, mm-hmm. I don't know, the two ounce bottles. But I realized I needed more paint and it was more frustrating and taking me longer to, uh, to do one piece. Apple barrel paint. It's like this acrylic paint. I believe it's apple barrel. So this one paint... I've realized that the one paint bottle that I like, it's the brand Apple Barrel. I'm pretty sure it's the name Apple Barrel. Anything else doesn't work the same. It just doesn't work for me. I've tried all the other ones and I've tried like three or four different ones. The ones that are cheap. I'm like, the color looks the same, but the quality is not as, as high. So that's one example for me to cultivate my artistic uh, routine in painting. I use Apple Barrel acrylic specifically. Mm. But it doesn't mean Monday, maybe I might not want to paint. So maybe I'll bake. Edible art is everybody's favorite art because we can all (laughs) eat it. It's delicious. It's fun. It's still being creative. So just find one thing that you can do creatively, whether that's for me, that's sewing, that's cooking, that's baking, that's painting, that's drawing, that's sketching, that's writing a story, that's that's, uh, whatever you're cultivating. You have to do one thing. It doesn't mean I have to stay in a box Mm -hmm. and do one specific thing. It means I can do a variety of things but it's all in the same area. Maybe that means sitting outside with my feet in the ground and just earthing and just being able to touch the texture of a leaf and Mm. and finding out ways to recreate that leaf, repurpose that leaf. So it might sound um, to somebody else like that's not something they want to invest in. But Mm. to me, that has helped me cultivate my commitment for myself to be my best. Yeah, yeah. Well, and going back to... uh, 
my relationship with Jesus, me cultivating that relationship, which means uh, for me, uh, says in the word of God, you know, couldn't you, you know, stand and pray with me for one hour? So I think about that on a daily basis of how I've uh, cultivated my commitment to God, whether it's through reading the word of God, whether it's through prayer, whether it's through fasting, uh, whether it's through uh, being committed by actually applying what he's asked for me to do. You know, in service, you know, I want to make sure on a daily basis that I'm serving people because God says, if you want to be great in the kingdom and notice what it says right there, if you want to be great, God has never had a problem with us wanting to be great. But he says in order for you to be great, that you have to be a servant of all. And I desire to be great and since he doesn't have a problem with it. And I also love serving other people. It's a win win for everybody. So part of cultivating your commitment. What is it going to take for you to actually stay, get committed, first of all, but also to stay committed, you know, because how many marriages, how many businesses have started and they end up, you know, flopping, closing, uh, filing for bankruptcy, uh, going through a divorce because the commitment wasn't there. So it's, it's, it's knowing how to cultivate those relationships so uh, everybody can be uh, even better than they were when they first entered that relationship of commitment and one of the other things i would like to know is how do you how do you learn each other's boundaries because a lot of times if we're not careful we won't verbally say uh each other's boundaries so what is a great way to cultivate and study somebody else so we can know that their boundaries well i think in the beginning like we spoke about it's we can't articulate and express what my expectations are mm. until I first know them myself. Yeah. But you are right. Uh, when I became disabled, that was something I'm still learning. I'm yeah. we're still learning. And boundaries have become now, and it's not just disability. I think with age, a lot of people can, yeah. can understand this. And I think if people who have ever, if you've ever bent down to tie your shoes and tweaked your back, all of a sudden you're <laughs> like, what, what happened? You don't even know what you did. You're brushing your hair and all of a sudden you can't move your shoulder anymore. So I think boundaries sometimes become our limitations. Mm. My limitations are my new boundaries now, my new boundaries, but because I can only do so much, I can't do that anymore. And not everyone will understand that. And we don't need to explain ourselves to everybody. Right. A no is a complete, no is a yeah, complete sentence. sentence. And I think we forget that. And that's part of honoring ourselves. Mm -hmm. And respecting ourselves and one of the hardest things is also being your own advocate yeah. so on those instances maybe i see something in you babe i think you're you're spreading yourself too thin if mm -hmm. you haven't like you just meet you're just saying you okay maybe an hour from now you have an hour break and then you have a meeting in another hour mm -hmm. and that's great physically you physically have enough time to get there but mentally are you are you are you mentally prepared for that meeting emotionally mm -hmm. are you are you feeling at ease with mm -hmm. with finishing one thing and going to the next, next right. or is it you just like flipping through the pages and you what are you processing at that point um as far as absorbing right um and sometimes you just watch me i know that over the years i have to learn that different limitations have come up i've thought that i was able to do for instance i had a wheelchair at first and that was great. I have a manual wheelchair. I'm able to just roll myself around. But as the years have progressed, I've realized it's a lot more difficult mm -hmm. to push myself. Um, now, mentally, I have my own 
that narration in my own mind that says, because you're too lazy, you're too this, you're too right. that. And I can, I can say all these negative things, but none of those things are true. The reality is I am struggling and I am having pain. And, and you recognizing that because you're with me the most, yeah. recognizing that in me and saying, hey, I think it's time. And you were the one that went and got me yes. a mobile scooter. Like now I have a, a, a motorized wheelchair. Mm-hmm. It's been a huge blessing. Yeah. It's been a it's been a huge blessing for me because now I'm able to go and do a little bit more. Where I would say no to people because I knew it was too late in the afternoon. It was one in the afternoon. I'd love to see you for lunch, but my energy level was not where I wanted it to be. Where I would be present because I would physically be struggling, and then I'm not gaining anything. Mm-hmm. That's just one example for yeah, my. Right, that's my personal right. example. But yeah. that also goes to. For anybody, you don't have to be disabled. You can just be older in the day. You can, yeah. just, I mean, later in the day just becomes, I'm not an afternoon person. Maybe you're not a night person. Right, Knowing right. your limitations. I work, Some people wake up, I used to wake up at three in the morning. A lot of people wake up very early. So if you try to do, a, hey, let's get, let's get dinner at eight. I'm asleep mm-hmm. for a lot of people. Knowing those boundaries and saying, hey, no, I can't do that. Can we meet for brunch or can we mm-hmm. meet for breakfast? Learning that and experiencing expressing that to another yeah. person saying hey you know what um i, I go to bed early I, yeah i get up yeah. early so this that's not going to work for me because i really want to be present yeah but i think that's phenomenal to stay committed to yourself to say i would love to do it but i just can't physically or mentally be of any use to you that late at night because i've made a commitment that at a certain time you know i want to get some rest or my body just cannot take it uh, meeting with you. That don't mean my heart is not there because I know my baby just using her as an example. She's a, a big heart person. But we have to say to ourselves, am I committed to myself to keep my word to myself to say, you know, I need this much rest. Uh, it's later in the day. I can't do this. And we probably uh, just can't, you know, for the sake of this being a productive uh, meeting of you know, hearts that I just can't, you know, be the best that I can be for you at this time. So I think that's super important because in cultivating the relationships, we got to understand, you know, and just using the marriage because that's, you know, me and my baby, uh, as we're getting older, as my baby has had, uh, going to a wheelchair, you know, we stay committed to saying, you know what, uh, when we said till death do us part, you know, we meant that, you know, for sickness and in health, uh, for richer, for poor, for better or worse, you know, we made that commitment. So we still are always working on cultivating our relationship. I think we just came down. I don't think we just came down from Mount Lemon uh, where we go to do camping and just being out in nature and enjoying uh, the beautiful weather. And that's a part of a commitment that we made to ourselves is that we were going to take time away from everything and everybody and just go re uh, reboot our uh, souls and reboot our hearts and reboot our spirits to be the best that we can be for everybody that's around us, including ourselves. Mm-hmm. Well, we can't be great for everybody else and yeah. present for everybody else and show up for everybody else if we aren't willing to show up for ourselves. If we're not willing to be everything for ourselves, if we're not willing to to cultivate our own personal mental well being and um, stability. It's super important. Yeah. How do you think we can express uh, healthy affection and love for the people uh, that are around us, uh, whether it's parents, whether it's our siblings, spouses, kids, our church families, whoever it may be? How do you think we can uh, better express our uh, affection in being committed to those relationships? 
you know, as we get older, it looks different. It's mm-hmm. so much has changed, and I'm, I'm sure a lot of people can can relate to when our children are young. Our commitment uh, with cultivating our families' relationships. We go to parks. We go swimming. I remember oh. We used to spend so much time with all the kids, and it was like the greatest joy of my heart. Mm-hmm. And although I was utterly exhausted cooking and cleaning yeah. and doing so many things, our commitment to cultivate great memories far exceeded our exhaustion. And those mo- mm-hmm. those early mm-hmm. in those early years, it was swimming, it was going to the park, it was that. As they got older, it maybe turns into movie night mm-hmm. on a Thursday night it maybe little by little it goes into allowing them to go out with their friends yeah. and cultivating hey we're having breakfast tomorrow together as a family mm-hmm. or we're doing lunch and then as they grew and left the house then we used to do uh, Bible studies we used to do fi- family Bible studies on our mm-hmm. house on Tuesdays and then it got to the point where they started leaving town and they just got busy and they have their work schedules and their families and wow it's just we come back to ourselves yeah. to come back to each other and we come back to ourselves. So if I haven't committed to cultivating that within myself, mm-hmm. I'm not good for you yeah. and I'm not good for everybody else. But in those moments, cultivating uh, relationships with others looks very different according yeah. to the need at that time in that mm-hmm. season and recognizing that and honoring that. And um, just like I said prior, I've I've learned and I am still learning some new limitations yeah. and I think a lot of people can understand that there's long COVID happening now for people that they're surprised at some of their limitations that they're like I'm still I'm only 40 I'm only 30 like mm. what is going on with my body yeah. and where, where where's my memory like what happened and we're learning new limitations we're learning new boundaries we're learning new ways of eating we're learning better ways of taking care of our health so mm. how to cultivate certain things um, needs to be super intentional yes. and um, our why should never change but our what and our how how we do it and what we do will forever evolve and change and sway and sometimes go really slow and sometimes mean sit down quietly and maybe read a story together or yeah. watch a movie and sometimes it means just going to bed and sometimes it means planning a trip yeah yes. so um I think that's that's dependent on the individual to know, yeah. but to always remember to first cultivate yourself to be able, we always have to make sure we are at our best to be able to be our yeah. best for others. Yeah, because uh, as you were saying that, I was having, I was reflecting back on a, a commitment I made to our sons. Uh, I had a, uh, one of the sons, best friend and then two of the sons we would meet every sunday night at six o'clock and i wanted to teach them everything i knew about being a man before they graduated high school because that meant the world to me that i would be intentional about pouring into them and telling them asking them and telling them about everything whether it was drugs and alcohol whether it was pornography whether it was sex whether it was uh selfishness you know ambition whether it's uh, the faith in, in the Lord Jesus, whether it was, you know, mentally, you know, stimulating conversation, whatever it was, we always went. I wanted to make a commitment for three years to pour everything I could into them and to see those young men. You know, we just came back from South Dakota to see our one son, Abraham, and his beautiful bride, Amber, just get married. That was wonderful because it went back to the reflection of those three years that we made a commitment. Uh, seeing my one son, he's over in Greece playing basketball. 
that was from the commitment that we made three years ago to pour into him and give him, you know, everything as a man that I can possibly give him. And I'm so grateful. But I also have to say for the one of the other young men that was with us, you know, he didn't uh, heed to. But we still made again. That was a three year commitment. And whether, you know, the people take the advice that you give them and the wisdom, you have no control over that. But my part as a, uh, a man being committed to the sons was I'm going to give you three years uh, every Sunday at six o'clock. And we made that commitment and we kept it. And it was such a beautiful thing, because if you're not intentional about your commitments, they will literally gradually just wither away. And you'll never have, you know, what you wish you would have had if you had not made that commitment in the relationship. I think if we are not willing to commit to what we believe in, what we stand for and yeah. what we um, support, that others will make those commitments for yeah. us. Amen. Amen. So uh, we always say. Uh, signs of a healthy relationship is people are not responsible for your happiness. They are not. And uh, getting ready to close on this wonderful uh, episode, we're going to uh, read something to finish off the episode with 1 Corinthians 13, verses 4 through 8a. So, yeah, as you said, other people are not responsible for our happiness. Happiness is not something you can find outside of ourself. Happiness is something we find within ourself. So cultivate knowing yourself. Cultivate figuring out what are the things that make your heart just breathe and sing yourself happy. That's what I personally do. I sing myself happy. Um, so in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 4 through 8, um, Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. It's not puffed up. It doesn't behave rudely. It does not seek its own and it is not provoked. It thinks no evil. Love does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. So I'd like to add a little something and leave you with this. As you enter relationships, specifically uh, with the thoughts and the ideas of possibly a future spouse, I would love you to look at this scripture and replace the word love with that person's name. And if they don't fit that, then you need to reevaluate re that relationship. So as an example, for instance, I would place, instead of love, I would say John. John suffers long and is kind. John does not envy. John does not parade himself around. He is not puffed up. He does not behave rudely. John does not seek his own and is not provoked. John thinks no evil. He would, in turn, replace my name yes. with the word love and say, Diana does not rejoice in iniquity. Diana rejoices in truth. Diana bears all things. She believes all things. Diana hopes all things, endures all things, because love never fails. 
what a way to end this wonderful episode on commitment. We love you guys. Pray that you have a phenomenal day. And God bless.